don't you wish there was an app that could like tell you what someone is like in bed before you go out with them? Well, babe, stop wishing and start swiping. Hashtag open is a new dating app for people who are down with ethical non-monogamy, aka polyamory, open relationships, and all of that fun shit. You can make a profile for yourself or with a partner. And the dopest part is you can use hashtags to communicate your kinks, boundaries, preferences, and all of that jazz. Communicating your interests can definitely be kind of awk, but hashtag open makes it so easy with tools to help you open up about what you want in an honest, transparent, and ethical way. If you're the tiniest bit curious about exploring ethical non-monogamy, head to hashtag open.com slash oral history and download the app. My hashtags are hashtag threesome, hashtag BDSM, and hashtag cuckolding. Head to hashtag open.com slash oral history and try to find me. This is a podcast about seductresses. She's like so mesmerized with his dick. He's mesmerized by her puss. This is oral history. Everyone's getting seduced tonight. (laughs) Was that a fake laugh? Do you think our roommate would be upset if we talked about her evening? Her date? It hasn't even happened yet. What could we report on? We think that we'll be able to catch this lover in the living room. Indeed. But we're not sure. With I want to see him. Net. I think that he's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that really got him. That was one of the dumbest jokes I've made in a while in here. No, because then I'm just imagining he falls into the net. We bring him in our room and then like eat him. Yeah. For dessert. <laughs> it is spooky season. A late dinner. So if you were going to eat someone, now would be the time. Yeah. Is my feeling. Only in October. Otherwise, it's cannibalism. If it's in October, it's just like spooky. I feel like I said a joke like that recently. Recently? Yeah. Like I if don't you, know. If you do horrible things in October, it's spooky. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was on the podcast. The year, it's illegal. But I, like, we Maybe. both forget everything that we say after I, we record. I so. have the brain retention of a goldfish. Yeah. So who's to say? Sorry Not if, us. Sorry if we repeat material. That's for you to call us out on and for us to We're just trying to make sure live you're listening. Bliss. Oh, someone did call us out. What? Cleopatra is not Egyptian. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I always forgot to note things. We almost never do corrections, and it's not because they don't exist. It's just because we don't do them. Like, we see them, (laughs) and in the moment we talk about it, and we're like, well, we'll note it. We'll note it. But now I am noting it. So Cleopatra, not Egyptian. Fun fact. She's actually Greek. Greek. But guess what? Gal Gadot is not Greek. So, but they're both both but, uh, Middle I'm, Eastern, whatever. I'm just saying our original point still stands that like if you can find a Greek woman to play something, find, you know, use a Greek woman. So. Yeah, I just don't think it really matters I mean, yeah, here. P- perhaps getting specific to the exact like country of origin is a little much. Yeah, but like do better than just tossing a stone and hoping it lands in a circle you know what i mean my hesitancy to talk about this is Mm -hmm. um it is a topic of that the world is having Mm -hmm. right now conversation conversation. love that for us conversation conversation on casting people who are not the characters ethno or ethnicity ethno background Mm -hmm. um in this particular case while I do think it is something to be discussed and a valid discussion I also do know that a lot of media outlets talking about the controversy or people who are enraged about it are angry about the fact that an IDF Israeli person was cast to play this role and it's just like kind of 
you know, and not about it being incorrect, but just about it being someone who's Israeli, period. Right. Well, that's and a different problem. Exactly. And yeah. that breakdown can come through with like, OK, well, where were those people who are attacking Galga Doe in, you know, other conversations of the similar sure. nature? Yeah. Um, I haven't read everything about it but i do know that right. that is a factor so well, and what i said is it's a lot it's a lot better than someone like elizabeth taylor playing her right yeah. like at least it's not just progress progress is being made guys all <laughs> right look around it's everywhere at least now we have someone ethnic someone ethnic. exotic yeah we love a good exotic woman a i mean no the way that you feel about this i think is the way that i feel about voice acting like i i get really fiery yeah but it's like oh well you have to be the correct gender, race, you know, ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to voice the person. It's like, actually, voice acting is is like a, it's like an art form. It's a talent. I yeah. feel like for so long, so many like men, male characters, like young boys specifically have been voiced by women historically, just because we have that sound, women, we as women. And I don't ever want to see that go away because I do think it is one of those things where it's like, oh, can you do this voice? That's like really niche or like a good example, I think, is Big Mouth. Um, the Missy character. I'm really, really sad to see that go to somebody else because and she was so good. Right. She was so good. And that voice didn't have like any sort of accent or, you know, specific. It's one of those things where it's like it is an art form. It's a it's a it's an elevated form of comedy, et cetera, et cetera. I do think anyone should be able to voice any character. But I also know that's like that's a touchy opinion to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we've said so many times before or me oh my god i, I feel said. like i'm gonna get canceled i'm scared no no it's just that like your argument is what should be ideal in society but the fact is hatred exists yeah and that's why and we're in a moment of reckoning right now i mean like a very long moment of reckoning where people are fighting for mm. representation in any way that they can i mean the thing with missy M- missy's character was half jewish right yes so like i will say there jenny slate is jewish so then you know what about that representation like how many boxes do you have to check before you're allowed to voice a character yeah no and then there was something where like Kristen bell was supposed to voice maybe a hispanic character on a new cartoon tv show she ended up stepping down even though she had been with the program for like like, since it's first to step down she was when this conversation started many moons ago she was like (laughs) yeah i'm gonna step down and make space and i do think that's a great example of like someone who is really major stepping down entirely she has nothing in common with that character i have no idea what she'd be bringing to the table as Mm -hmm. a voice actress Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i I don't know i don't know all i know is that i would like the opportunity to voice a small boy child (laughs) this is why i'm making this argument (laughs) this is your mo you want to voice tommy pickles yeah i want to be tommy pickles (laughs) all i've ever wanted in life I do a great Simba. I don't know. Whatever. We're getting. We're getting beside the point. Simba was a was a girl. Um. No. I think it was actually Matthew Broderick the whole way. But when I sing, I have a very good like. Just can't wait to be King voice. I'm not gonna do it right now. (laughs) But I'll pull it out for a karaoke. Preemptively saw that in my eyes. I did. I saw you look up. This was not the topic I wanted to get into. And before I get into the topic question, I'm Ariel Kaplan. Oh my god. And I am Rachel Wayne. And together we are Oral Oral History. History. Wink, wink. I will say, I'm just going to interject. I think that one glass of wine is my perfect amount before recording. By one glass of wine, do you mean mean one third third of a bottle? bottle And then also the extra cup that I poured in. (laughs) No, because I have the extra cup. So it's actually a third of a bottle. That is my perfect recording Uh, amount. Have we talked about masturbation on the pod yet? probably personal backgrounds and whatever maybe and if not i'll just find a new story for (laughs) y'all 
Um, I know that off the pod, we watched one of the videos that you saw in Catholic school about masturbation. Like oh, that yes. lady who came to, sp- to speak What's with her you. Name? She was charismatic. Mm, it was like Pam abstinence. or something. Yeah, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> it's going to eat me up inside until I remember her name. Well, what I want to know, I'm sorry. Okay, gonna no, have, like, it's fine. I'm going to have to let it go. I'm going to have that. to exactly. forget about it. Our sex education was very different. Wildly different. different. Yeah. And I think that Pam the- Stenzel. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> Pam Stenzel. Pam Stenzel. If you're listening to this, I hate you. And I don't like you either. Okay. Moving on. You went to Catholic day school. I went to Jewish Just Catholic day school. school. Oh, Catholic school. Yep. And I went to Jewish day school. There you go. In both religions, I think the view on masturbation is different and similar in some regards. So okay. what were you made to believe in high school about masturbating? And as a, not notorious, but famed black sheep, rebellious, independent, Ooh. feminist, trailblazing woman of Ohio, how did you overcome the narrative that your school taught you and like fucking masturbate? Yeah, I think Catholic schools treat masturbation like the army treats homosexuality. It's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell policy. So we did not talk about it. Let's just put it that way. Um, The reason you brought up Pam Stenzel is because she was a woman who came to speak to me at the ripe age of seventh grade. Ripe. At the ripe. That was really good. Good job. Thank you. We've been practicing. Yeah, we have been. So she came to speak with me when I was in seventh grade me personally it was the whole class it was for rachel it was just me rachel heard you being a little slut at the football games (laughs) is that when you masturbated no i didn't masturbate till high school and it was just to impress a guy like we were texting back and forth and he was like you should masturbate um and i was like oh yeah i do that all the time i know exactly what that is and i didn't i lied and then i tried it and i was like this seems fine and for a really long time i was into like erotic literature and so that was how i it was so nerdy of me i was just like i'm gonna read these sexy little stories to get me off and then i eventually made my way into the more traditional video porn where did i start with this question how Mm -hmm. did i overcome it i think for me being sexual was always just kind of like a point of rebellion Mm -hmm. of like a i knew what it was because i was watching tv shows like the oc and one tree hill which were very sexual tv shows did they include masturbation or just sex just sex but i think i liked i think i liked masturbating because men couldn't make me come and i was like fuck i guess we're gonna have to do this in-house you were with boys before you masturbated Mm mm-hmm wow yeah yeah with boy boy you singular boy what (laughs) sorry when i said you i meant to say i was imitating you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no 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 i i mean i had had men like finger me in such aggressive horrible ways that i thought were the right way of doing it because like what again my education for sexual pleasure was not sexual pleasure it was sex is for babies right so it wasn't even like there my orgasm was never part of the conversation until i was in college mm-hmm. was when i first um experienced pleasure from another man i think i was like 19 was that your boyf mm-hmm hey baby he's the first one yeah (laughs) and he like went down on me to make it happen too and no boy had ever gone down on me before so i was like wow 
It's so much better when someone else does all the work. Kari, no other man in your life. No, after that, except for oh, okay, him. yeah, yeah. That's insane. I, I mean, he and I broke up up for a point, and then other men also made that happen. It would be really sad if he was the only person in my life who could make that that dream no, yeah, come no, to fruition. It's just like such a cool. That's like the perfect to me couple story where you're together, you're young, you separate, you experience life, mm-hmm. and then you get back together. Yeah, you're my so happy and pleased. Yeah, he really is my paramour. Mm. Um, so much love for him in my heart. But what what about you? I remember having this like children's book. Um, I don't know if it was actually called The Birds and the Bees. It was a picture book, mm. but it was uh, it told the story of babies. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> of procreation, like like literally had like pictures and stuff. And my brother Elon would read it to me as a bedtime story oh, when we were younger. And I it don't... was like a a book that I really liked him <laughs> to read to me. So did he know? Did yeah. you know? Like, were you guys fully processing the information? Um, or were you just like, this is a fun story? Yeah, it wasn't sexy to me. It was like, this is interesting and fun. So yeah. I guess I've just always been. She's really always been <laughs> very into the knowledge. birds and the bees. <laughs> Um, but I have found 90s books that are like um, m- manuals to give to your sons, which I think mm. my parents had bought for them. But at school, like we learned sex ed. We learned about birth control. Um, it was pretty comprehensive. I don't really remember learning about masturbating. And it was always taboo when I was younger. And then it wasn't until college where I was like proudly like, yeah, I fucking masturbate. Like everybody should masturbate. I remember I wrote this one article for the Odyssey, which was like mm. a lame wow. campus, like third party student news thing, whatever. Um, and my first article was about like five reasons why women should masturbate. And I was so nervous for it to come out because I right. hadn't done anything That'd like be horrifying. that before. I like couldn't even do the, do that to this day. <laughs> Yeah, you could. I like could, no, but you don't I, have the desire yeah, to. Yeah, it's just not for um, me. And then that's kind of like how everything came. All like came. you know, my my, my <laughs> sorry, my work in sexuality <laughs> kind of stemmed from that one article. And I don't really know what prompted. I think I took like a human sexuality class, and that's what kind of prompted me to do it. Jafiel. in Judaism, it's a huge sin to spill seed because judaism is all about Uh procreation and if you spill semen you're losing life i would bet that is true for the catholics as well yeah that's from the old testament Mm -hmm. or as you like to call it the testament the toira the toira um for women it's kind of disputed because they're like oh well i mean like a woman's juice is the same but it's like no a woman's juices like our eggs don't come out so like we actually can masturbate this episode is Mm -hmm. about jewish female demons who are known for their two mo's killing babies and spilling seed and using that seed to create more demons yummy (laughs) <laughs> while they sleep right isn't that a thing yes yeah it is nocturnal yeah. emissions which yes. i'll get into more later but just prefacing this whole thing the idea of jewish demons and a lot of people think that there aren't any you know halloween spooky creatures in judaism because it's not in the torah but mm-hmm. it is in the talmud and the gemara and midrashim which are the supplemental information that um, or stories, fictional stories that yeah. rabbis wrote to explain the Torah. It's like the Semerillion, for those of you who are Lord of the Rings fans. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means. The Semerillion is like the extra book that Tolkien wrote. So it's like, do you want to know more about the oh. Lord of the Rings world? <laughs> he has the Semerillion. It's like the rabbis are like patreon.com slash midrash. <laughs> <laughs> this idea that 
female demons were the reason for men's transgressions and masturbating and doing and like doing those oh, sins always blaming the women yeah but it actually helped jewish men to take the blame off of them right and you're you're blaming these jewish demons albeit they're not human they're still female though and so it's depicting women as a femme fatale which sucks and so these demons are like opposite they represent the opposite of what like the jewish pure female really should be but let's what we need to think yeah a good old don't worry we won't forget about it this time nice i love the way it reverberates okay that was intense okay I felt like you were about to break out in a cheer. <laughs> okay. Okay. D E M. Yeah. Okay. Just stop right there. Okay. Okay. So I am not going to be talking about just one seductress. How about two? I'm going to talk about four. Whoa. Who's That's really one lot. though? Four and one. Yeah. It's That's four and one. Better than the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's three and one. The Holy Trinity. Wow. We really are just. Okay, wait. So good What's at providing religious content. Is the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Jesus is. It's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh. I thought it had to do with that, like, wet wipe. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> the cloth that was used to wipe his feet or his face. Oh. Yeah. Right? No. Isn't that like a thing? Yeah, when he's about to be crucified, mm-hmm. someone like steps out and like wipes his face and then they like hold it up and it's like the imprint of Jesus there. And it's oh, it's like one of those old. um those like box things where you put your face into it, it has like a bunch of needles. Oh, I know exactly what you're like- talking about. <laughs> yes, it's just like that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it was the world's first etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. I don't think that's what that's called, but nope, it's fine. It's not. No one needs to criticize <laughs> us. This is a creative moment. We're here for any and all ideas. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the four angels of prostitution in Jewish mysticism, a.k.a. Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Or that sounds like a Kabbalah. tasty bread. Yeah, it does. I want a Kabbalah. Now, these angels of prostitution. Such an oxymoron. Yeah, really. They really refer to Lilith or Lilitu or Lil. And all of those names arrived before Judaism. And it was to describe kind of like the fall of the mother deity goddess to femme fatale, which kind of happens as a result of men being douchebags and like wanting to destroy yeah. everything good Ugh, in the world so gross so the earliest reference to this kind of female sex demon comes from 2400 bce in an ancient sumerian manuscript i know that i'm saying a lot of things that kind of are jumping around but it's because they all do jump around so now no, I'm, I'm i feel getting... i feel good oh okay amazing yeah because I'm, I'm i'm just a little drunk so you know i'm like no, this is making sense so good okay so we know the story of adam and eve yes right now there is a midrash a story to explain the missing the gaps in the text of the story of genesis brashit mm-hmm. where adam actually had a first wife lilith mm-hmm. and she was made of filth while he was made of 
dust. So the rude. Ground. But they were really made from the same it's shit. Dirt, yeah. guys. They were both made from dirt. It's funny because in the Catholic text as well, she's not mentioned by name, but there is mention of a other woman, very briefly in like one sentence. I know because I've been doing research for my book that I'm working on. Oh, the like YA fantasy novel, which is like a biblical retelling of the Genesis story, mm-hmm. um, to involve like witches and witchcraft and like demons and whatever. Good stuff. Good fun. So it's stuff. gonna involve a lot of Lilith, no? Um. No, it, it it involves elements of both Lilith and Eve, but it's it's more I'm adding to the text, okay, and changing the I'm changing the implication of all of it. But okay. my point was just that she's mentioned in a hot hot second, also for the Catholics, but never my name. Sexy little second, but continue on. Adam wanted to have missionary sex with her, mm. and Lilith was like, no were equals she wanted to do it doggy style she wanted to do it cowgirl she wanted to ride him oh okay how like that's also not equal i don't like that i do think she should know her place less work lilith yeah yeah i kind of hate that i try to find really fun like feminist empowering me draw mm-hmm. shame and then there's this one and i'm like i fucking hate i don't cowgirl. relate i don't relate missionary is my favorite position least work <laughs> best results um, so she wants to do cowgirl. Adam is like, whoa, no, yeah. you fucking dirty, disgusting piece of shit. Wow. So she realizes that they're not going to come to an agreement. She screams God's holy name, Yahweh, or whatever it is. Yeehaw. She immediately sprouts wings and she flies away. And this is how she becomes, you know, the, the, the demon queen of hell. Yeah. So then Eve is created, mm-hmm. right? And Adam and Eve separate for 130 years. In the Torah, it says that after they had Cain and Abel, they were mm-hmm. like, okay, wow, our sons kind of suck. One's dead, oh, one's yeah, evil. 130 years later, they have a son, Seth, which objectively is a much cooler name than Cain yeah. and Abel. And in between those 130 years, Lilith and her demon sisters have sex with adam mm-hmm. and they create half demons half humans but they're really just like demons and that's what turns the world really bad and why god has to create the great flood and noah's ark and yada yada yeah 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 okay i don't know what those sounds were but i agree they sounded listening. like agreeing it was yeah. like a melodic <laughs> okay so now to the four angels of prostitution otherwise known as the demon goddesses of sacred prostitution but they're also sisters and they're also the same person so okay <laughs> their names are lilith and then there is nama wait there's another lilith no no no. it's the lilith nama yes the Nama. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love. I'll explain. Hi, Sarah Blake. There's Agrat Bat Malat, and then there's Asheth Zenunim. And they all have sex with Samael, the Prince of Darkness, who's also Satan. And he is the ruler of the Kelly Put, the Kingdom of Shells. In Kabbalah, where most of these stories are expanded upon, mystical Kabbalah is based on the idea of the tree of life and the tree of death. And in it, there's like 10 attributes to seeing like God and like um, being one with him or whatever. Before you get to those 10 attributes, you have to get through the 10 evil attributes, the shells. That's a lot of work. Yeah, and those are uh, comprised of 
the demon men and and also the like demonic women three of the demons are really just masks and manifestations of Lilith, who She's is busy. the queen of Kelly Pot. And she has so many different incarnations. She is the snake from Eden. She is queen of Sheba. She's really just the embodiment of evil itself. And wait, she's the snake? Mm-hmm. It's not Satan. It's different in a lot of different Midrashim. The other demons, the other three ones, are the angels of prostitution. But they're less complex and there's less information about them than they are Lilith because at the same time, they are those masks of Lilith or the personification of the dark goddess, which is Lilith. And they each represent a different aspect of sexual gnosis. Gnosis or gnosis is the G silent. It's probably gnosis. Gnosis. And that's like mystical sex practices. Yeah. But basically Lilith and Samael rule the tree of death together in like the dark kingdom. Mm, that's what I want. Find you a man who will rule the tree of death with you. Just a tree. That's all you Just need. Just a cute little tree and a man. <laughs> in hell. And so in the tree of death, the succubi sisters all represent the body of the dark goddess with Lilith being the vulva and gamliel who's like i don't know some other bitch um is her womb and <laughs> i don't know this other bitch i am envisioning the three um twisted sisters from sabrina right now <laughs> i know that's not right but i need to give them faces no, so you that's can. gonna be who they are that's in my mind. fine with me and it's in the tunnel of fanti Fantifaxeth, where we encounter these three angels so like i said Lilith has two M.O.s. She is the strangler of children and the seducer of men. In general, her appearance is as such. She has these various ornaments of seduction across all four of these angels. So she's got long, rosy red hair as opposed to Aphrodite's like blonde hair. Because, right, she's Mm -hmm. like the opposite. I love that. I love long red hair as a seduction technique. I think that's quite beautiful. And even I always wanted to be redheaded. When I was younger, I was like, that is the epitome of beauty. Really? Yeah. Not blonde? No. Because yeah. everyone was blonde? Yeah, I think I just loved the rarity of it. Mm-hmm. And I think I also was always such a big, like, Isla Fisher, Amy Adams stan. And they mm-hmm. were both such gorgeous redheaded women. And I was like, that's so yeah, to beautiful be like, to be like them. Yeah, natively redhead. <laughs> I wish I was a native redhead. <laughs> um, we've got white skin, red cheeks. They have six earrings on each ear. They have a bunch of, like, Egyptian necklaces a sharp tongue like a sword red lips that smell like roses that's such an added layer and i found that they either only dress in red or black so either one both seductive yeah so i don't know about that i love that we're activating all of the senses you know (laughs) smell touch taste so good yeah that's what it takes um she also has wings her familiars are hyenas cats owls And she herself is also known as like a screech owl and can turn into one. I love the hyena as a familiar. It's It's just exotic. An evil laugh. And that was like one of her traits. Okay. So now I'm going to break down all four of these ladies. So the first three and then really just leading back up to Lilith. Don't worry, there's not too much on each of them. No, I'm excited. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Nama. So she is the first one you encounter at the Kelly Put gate. She initiates this path of sacred sexuality. Okay. 
Um, Is this a path we can all take? Yeah, and I actually have a ritual ah. that we can do at the end. Okay. And that this is like my favorite part of the I'm whole story. I'm excited and nervous. Naama is sometimes an ally. Sometimes she's a rival. Sometimes she's a human. Sometimes she's a demon. But basically, she's Lilith. She does cause SIDS, sleeping the, the infantile. Syndrome? Yeah. Oh. Because, right, they like kill babies. Yeah, so it's just like how a lot of baby, it's sleeping infant death syndrome or something it's like yeah. yeah they just die in their sleep very sad yeah it's really bad um and she is really like the ultimate seductress even though they all are so because Na- they're all lilith if you guys aren't paying attention <laughs> nama in the torah in the old and new testament is noah's wife yes right she's really beautiful in hebrew naama means pleasant and she was so fucking hot that mythical creatures lusted after her and again, she is one of the people that the angels uh, fuck and have demon babies with. Very cool. And that's, you know, why God destroys the world. And in another myth, Lilith rejects a certain angel. And Nama was like, I'm open. I'll take you. Listen, I am open to the scrap sloppy seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, she, please, she load them up. <laughs> Um, so she has sex with him and then that's how she turns into like a half demon. Okay. Um, so all of these women kind of achieve their demon status after doing sex? No, this is just unique for Nama. Very cool. Yeah. And so she has sex with Azazel, who is another demon, Samael, King Solomon, Noah, obviously her husband, mm-hmm. and Adam. Adam. Um, Adam, her, way more flair to that. I love that. It's the Hebrew version. Adam. Um, she is also known as a sea spirit, and she's like kind of a siren because she lures. No, that makes so much sense. Yeah. There's this book called Nama, written by an author who I really, really like. Her name's Sarah Blake. I would highly recommend the book to anyone. I'm also just doing this because sh- that author has DM'd me a couple times on Instagram, and I'm like a fangirl. Ah! Hi. Okay, we'll send this to her, and then she can um, hear you fangirl. But over no, her there more. are so many gorgeous scenes where Nama is like swimming in the ocean after noah's ark kind of takes off and it really is just this like saucy sexual retelling of the noah's ark story and i don't want to give too much away but i I will just say like you should it's so good i would recommend it to literally anybody okay that's it even your worst enemy even my worst enemy according to the occultworld.com i love that a super credible source yeah um nama is the spirit of women's sexual autonomy and sacred erotic rights and she rules the ecstatic point where spiritual ecstasy and music intersect mm. isn't that cool and now we've arrived at agrat bat malat that means agrat daughter of malat and i don't care about who malat is she's also like another in- incarnation of lilith and agrat leads us through the tunnel to the body of the dark goddess she is known as the daughter of illusions the bringer or reward of deception and she's also known as a roof dancer because she stands at the border of the physical and the astral world which is like the conscious and the unconscious because it's like you know right before she's bringing you through okay. the, the passageway um so she has sex with king david in one story and gives Mm. birth to asmodeus the king of demons in another story she's married to him so i think that just like kind of fits in with uh you know jewish boys having oedipus complexes and such so she does have ten thousand or 
118,000 demons mm. who follow her around. Um, oh, another name. That many. <laughs> you probably do. You just can't see them. On Shabbat and Tuesdays, or maybe it's Wednesdays, she parks her chariot on the roof of a Jewish house and she dances as Lilith, her grandmother, or perhaps she's her mother, howls as like a werewolf. Cool. And now we've arrived at Asheth Zenunim. She finishes the passageway and she lets the traveler to uh, provide context on that. When I'm talking about this passage, it is about someone trying to enter this like esoteric sexual gnosis. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely envisioning. And this is just because whenever I see tunnels in literature almost always they're like a it's a metaphor for like the birth canal so a like a rebirth of sorts and this feels very similar to what's happening right now so like especially as as i'm hearing more about these women it's their journeys to becoming these demon people like how did it happen so it's it's our own journeys into becoming it's a, it's a spiritual and sexual rebirth yeah and i think the, the way that i am framing it here is through a much more feminist view of the this dark female sexuality and this tale could be told um you know with the similar plot points but in a meaner way with, with a male gaze storyline this is probably like a fall from grace as opposed to a rebirth into empowerment yes but we're not going to talk about that yeah. because Why no one needs me? to be brought down <laughs> we're here to lift up thank you for putting that so eloquently thank for you me. so much um, so a chef finishes the passage. She lets the traveler drink the blood of the dark goddess. Is that like menstrual blood? It very well can be. Okay, cool. It's also likened to the wine that we drink on Shabbat. Okay. Um, and this allows a mortal a human to experience this other realm the dark side Asheth is called the woman of whoredom and she's the only one who is not technically married to samael slash satan she just fucks him mm. so i don't know an what uncommitted woman quick question <laughs> quick interjection at temple do you guys get like a snack like we have communion at catholic churches for us that represents the body and the blood of jesus christ because right. he sacrificed and then we do the whole thing and then there's like a transubstantiation and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm eating the flesh and blood what does it mean for you guys because you don't believe in jesus i just don't get that because isn't that like cannibalism no for sure yeah no it is <laughs> i like don't what which is why i'm always like no this is just a nice snack because i came here before i could have breakfast <laughs> I will be honest, but those the the wafers that they give you at, at church are they're pretty fire. And you know what's fucked up? Tell me. There's this whole idea <laughs> of blood libel where like Jews use Christian baby blood to bake our matzah or we just like <gasps> drink it for rituals. Where you guys are actually you are the one drinking a Jewish person's blood. Well, yeah. Technically. Yeah. But fake. What we do is on Shabbat after morning services, we say the prayer over grape juice and challah and we just say like thank you for bread specifically thank you for grapes mm. and we eat that and then there's a big luncheon so it doesn't symbolize anybody's body so now we've arrived at lilith oh my god hi lilith the vulva but basically she's the puppet master of this whole deal yeah respect lilith left the garden of eden right when yeah, she said she yahweh fuck out. peace fucking hate you adam you yeah. fuck boy i won't be subservient right goodbye sprouts the wings a few angels come up to her and they're like okay you need to be arrested 
Um, and Lilith, is there angel jail? <laughs> Lilith was like, no. No, thank you. And they were like, okay, um, well, what's going to happen is every day, a hundred of your demon babies are going to die. Wow. So Lilith. High stakes. As revenge. But she can have so many babies a day. So yeah. it's like not even a big deal, but that is a hundred. <laughs> so as revenge against the curse that God put on Lilith, Lilith aims to have as many babies as she can by stealing the semen of men and she does this through nocturnal emissions so she visits men's dreams usually it's like teenage boys though um she seduces them she either appears as a young virgin or a mother <laughs> ah, just i don't like, like that at all so many mommy issues in torah but also like i am we do we do so much as as a culture we do so much work to shame women for their sexuality mm -hmm. but never once and i think we should do this is why i'm going to offer it now i think that when men have wet dreams because we know that they do we should be like you just got demon raped <laughs> because like what that is the ex why is that not the explanation like if if we knew more about lilith that should be like a superstition in cultures to be like oh if you have a wet dream it's because you know lilith came in and like reproduced with you is that too dark to tell our sons i mean it it is in a lot of religions it is like yeah. if a man has like a wet dream they're like uh oh mm -hmm. you have demon babies now yes and even more okay so in the talmud it says quote it is forbidden for a man to sleep alone in a house lest lilith get Wait, a hold of him just in general men are not allowed to sleep alone yeah because <laughs> all right boys we're on our way i think that lilith doesn't care if they're alone or not honestly i wouldn't if i was a demon yeah these rabbis just like arbitrarily made up rules it's because they want to get laid so right. they're like sorry it's uh, we just have to have a woman next to us like i don't <laughs> no or they're like if i'm alone lilith will she will come and me. get me yeah fuck my mind but also then on the other hand it's like do i want to have sex with lilith kind of a little I, bit. I absolutely do. Having sex with Lilith yeah. is like having sex on Molly, mm. where it's never going to be as good for you again, but Lilith takes care of the problem for you by killing you. So it doesn't oh, matter. Like a praying mantis. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have the best sex ever and then you die. Wow. That is the way to go. Yeah. It, but not just for nocturnal emissions. So it has to be like maybe when they're awake or something. Um, Wait. Yeah. So what's the other option if it's not well okay so she either sex. kills you or she makes you infertile impotent oh yeah take that she's she, really spiteful she's very much a cum guzzler i assume that term was taken directly from the torah absolutely it says there yep, in the, the torah the Lilith is a cum guzzler <laughs> <laughs> we're here for all of your translation needs <laughs> she is said to even this is why i don't understand like the thing about being alone because she will also come when a couple is having sex and then steal any droplets of semen like there. Cooking? oh not like cooking no she's like she's having just a threesome there to, like, with them. It up. <laughs> she has like a little um what's it what, are, what am i thinking of like a condom oh no. a suction thingy yeah the you press the thing and it yeah yeah yeah. It yeah that you have like Baster. in your serums is that what it's called well but for cooking it's oh, like a baster yeah, like a but uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so here are a couple of things that the talmud says if an abortion had the likeness of lilith its mother is unclean by reason of the birth for it is a child but it has wings 
can you break that down for me like what does that mean what does that mean so if a woman either miscarries and like you see the baby or she literally has an abortion if the fetus has wings then you know that it like it is lilith or something this is just a way for them to describe lilith as having wings so we don't really need to dig in too much to it okay great um if i did have a baby and it had wings i don't even i don't even know what i would do mm. i would be alarmed but also i'd i'd keep it yeah i don't i would definitely keep it but i feel like the government would take it away yeah and like yeah. study it i feel like lab. if i had a baby with wings it would be like um a what's that show called stranger things situation where mm-hmm. like i would then go crazy like eleven's mom they like did something to her so she went wild and they took eleven away to be like studied right um yeah i can't something remember if like the mom that. was supernatural too maybe they i feel tested like she, her. Was, she was like tested or yeah, something maybe they, they, she like applied for some sort of testing either way i created in a lab sort of question yeah. mark there were I, we, I, we we should rewatch again the goldfish brain moment i don't know i really want to rewatch it again but okay well <laughs> I'll do it by myself. About nocturnal emissions, it was just like so scary for everyone that a son was not allowed to go to his dead father's funeral because if he went there, the son's half siblings okay who were born out of his father's nocturnal emissions okay i see i see they're just assuming that everyone has had them. Then those half demon siblings would make fun of the living. The, the more that i'm thinking about this is probably was just like a religious way to explain away um wet dreams at night where they're like what could possibly be happening here because before science people were like people just used religion as a reason as an explanation for basically everything so i bet a bunch of people were like oh my god i came in my sleep like what could that possibly be and i bet all of the leaders at the time were like oh just demons yeah so just yeah the demons. So it's, it's a way to explain that inexplicable phenomenon and then right. also simon simultaneously create a femme fatale yeah I feel like it's women's fault yeah men are fine it's not even about you it's because women are seducing you in yeah. your sleep women are so seductive right mm-hmm. that they can enter your dreams they're just gonna come for you no matter where you are nowhere is safe women are coming they're for come you for us yeah <laughs> If an infant laughs in his sleep, it means that Lilith is playing with him, and then you just have to bop it on the nose. That's all? Yeah. That's so sweet. I know you like to do a little nose bop. I do bop. love a nose bop. <laughs> a little boop. The Queen of Sheba is also oh. thought to be an incarnation of Lilith, and King Solomon fucked the Queen of Sheba as oh, well. No. And it's said that the Queen of Sheba's riddles that she asked Solomon were actually the words of seduction Lilith whispered to adam although all i know about lilith and adam is that lilith immediately hated him so like i don't know what that's about okay and then in the greatest midrash in my opinion okay lilith seduces god himself yeah she does and he cheats on his wife israel and this midrash was created to explain the destruction of the Jerusalem temple and the exile of Jews from Judea. Uh, and only the return of the Messiah will put an end to Lilith and the femme fatale. Oh, well, great. Already happened then. What are you talking about? For the Catholics. Oh, are you guys not waiting for another or the are you living in the age in the messianic age right now we're looking for a second coming of the messiah because the first one died the first one already came and we killed him 
Oh, I killed him. You killed him. Oh, no. Well, I guess technically the Romans killed him. But (sighs) what can you do? Drama. I agree. Okay, babe. We're at the ritual now. Okay. Are we going to do it? I would love to do this with our girl. Whoa. I would love to do this with our gal pals. I thought you were going to say Argiel Kaplan. And I was like, who the fuck is that? That's my alter ego. (laughs) This is Ariel and Argiel. (laughs) I don't like her. I don't want to see her. (laughs) She seems kind of evil. I'm going to be honest. I do feel like if you were to look in the mirror and then the mirror would do something different than you. You know what I mean? Like I'm envisioning you look in the mirror. I'm looking at the mirror right now. If the mirror like went like. I made like a creepy face at you. That would be Argriel. It's too close to Halloween for you to say that shit. No, that's exactly why I have to say it because if I say it right now, it's just spooky season. (sighs) True. (laughs) True. Okay. So, okay. What's the, what's the thing? Okay. So from the temple of the ascending flame, I took this ritual, which gets you on the path of the dragon. And that path of the dragon is basically that like womb. First of all, temple of the ascending flame. Dope. I love it. Let's go. It's on the internet. Great. We'll go there. (laughs) So here are the steps to it. So you're going to perform this ritual six days in a row at any hour. You're going to make four sigils. 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 What's a sigil? Sigils are like little markings and they can represent various different things. Okay. So you make the four. So So each demon probably has her own sigil. Yes. Yes. And then you get four red candles. One of them is the biggest to represent Lilith. You get mm-hmm. incense and then you fill a chalice with the sacrament to represent the lunar blood of the dark goddess. And you also want to get a tool to draw blood. You, you want to do this? You just use a few drops or we can use our menstrual blood. Let's do. Well, I, I use our menstrual blood. OK, but I can't. Uh, can we do it when I have such little? I have such a small mine. amount. No, I need to use my own. I'm not going to double down on your sigil. No, then we'll we'll cut your hand. I guess, yeah i'll just cut myself yeah we've been watching a lot of movies lately where they cut their hands mm-hmm. well we just watched practical magic <laughs> we watched one movie where they cut themselves no, i feel like we watched another one too and i was like mm. is that necessary yeah i think blood magic is actually pretty dangerous though and also summoning demons is like dirty work so like let's continue but i am a little skeptical about doing this because it's it's yeah okay well then you write a personal statement of will and And this is basically what you desire to manifest in your life and what you desire out of this ritual. And you write it down in blood or red ink. Okay. So you can also probably just like use red ink to drink. And then you masturbate while focusing on your will and you have to edge yourself. So don't come immediately. Yeah. If you guys don't know what edging is. And that's it. That sounds great. I will... Enter. minus the blood stuff i'm into it they were basically saying you can use anything that just looks like blood because as we talked about the this no i know but if you want your if you want the best results you should use blood and then it's just a matter of like manifestation is all about what you're putting out into the world and what you desire and if you desire it hard enough it's going to happen because that means that you are making taking the steps to mm-hmm. get there and so if you do all of like this whole ritual it's like it, it better fucking happen yeah yeah i agree with that if you want to know where she is now mm-hmm. well she's still alive first of all yeah she hasn't gone anywhere um but most notably she is featured in the chilling adventures of sabrina sabrina she's in a show called chambers 
mm-hmm. in Narnia, the White Witch is referred to as Adam's first wife. Not quite Lilith, maybe a descendant yeah, but I of mean, Lilith. The idea is there. The idea is there. I mean, the Narnia series is written by a man, like a devout Catholic, so C.S. it would Lewis. yeah, who's also a hack, but it's fine. No, so that makes sense that she would be a, a Lilith reincarnation or adjacent sort of identity she's in supernatural and she's uh, even yes. in scooby-doo and these are just a few supernatural like, so good literally Guys, watch it everywhere she is just one of the original sex demons so i just picked she those could, few. would you can i would consider her the like original seductress yeah 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 totally 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 kyle totally. did you say totally kyle yeah i did yeah i like that okay that was good i like that fuck mary kill fuck mary kill who are we doing okay this was hard i went it is hard because there's there's there, well there's four demon ladies so are you going with three of them or are you picking adam what's happening tell me mm. you're undecided no i wrote them down adam's a good choice though no 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 i, I didn't mean to pressure you well no there's like a there's you know there are more minor characters it's harder to do like you know two big ones than you have a minor one and it's like okay we're probably gonna kill the minor one but what i landed on was lilith god and oh. samael Samael is who again? Satan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ooh, so those are all equally powerful. Yeah, no, that's good, though. That's good. I think you made the right choice okay, because cool. you chose a lot of really powerful people. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I feel good about it. I'm going to kill God. So who needs him? I'm going to fuck Satan. Yeah. Just think it would be a good old romp. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to marry Lilith because mm-hmm. it just feels right. Yeah. She's saucy she's fun she's powerful i do feel like i would have a better long-term relationship with lilith i feel like long-term satan might try and be a little controlling he seems kind of whiny like his whole fall from grace i bet he still isn't even over that and i don't want to deal with that emotional baggage whereas lilith seems very empowered very you know affirmed in her own identity it seems like a lot less like i would i wouldn't have to be her therapist Mm-hmm. I could just be her partner. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, I am with you in killing God. I really don't like God. No, who does, you know? Um, I'm actually inclined, and I'm, I'm taking this from, like, these three characters from the Jewish perspective. I'm more inclined to marry... Samael slash Satan and Lilith. Okay. Because in the Jewish text, Lilith is is demonized. <laughs> and Samael Satan is the Satan in Judaism is not like the Satan in Christianity, where Satan is actually an angel of God who does his bitch work basically. Right. So uh, I was telling you a while ago, so so Satan wait, in, is in Judaism, Satan's still like a little bitch of Jesus or of God. He's an obstacle that stands in people's way. He is a challenge that someone has to overcome. My view of Satan is more like so Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan. Right. Has like a whole fall from grace. He's sent to Earth as a punishment for basically not abiding to God's will. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, thank you, which I like. I resonate with, you know, like mm-hmm. word. I don't want to do everything I'm told. And then he's like banished to Earth and he sees some value in the humanity of people. But and that tale we see in Sabrina and in, in right. his co- uh, coupling with Lilith. That's what it's like. Um, which was confusing to me because I didn't like really understand the, the Jewish view on Satan um, 
where yeah he he is still an angel okay he will fuck other people and then like that will create a demon so yeah in this sense i will marry samael because he will challenge me as a partner and i will have sex with lilith Mm -hmm. and that's good with me that's good yeah i like that and now for the grand finale Mm -hmm. who is michael sarah playing um you know he could be naama he could be um he could just you know be lilith or the snake i specifically i had envisioned him as the apple eat me mm. eat me I'm the Sarah. apple doesn't say that but he could i don't know about that <laughs> I, then i would say the snake so the snake what if it like had his face exactly his hair if it just had his like little face and hair and and he was like hi yeah yeah i mean that could be very cute for him um it's not quite you you don't love it i don't hate it though i would love to see him play the snake Mm -hmm. i would i think nam is a great choice he could be a boy who has a nocturnal emission just like the first boy to have a nocturnal emission yeah oh papa what's this yeah yeah it's like too realistic almost What's, almost <laughs> i can see michael Sarah having a lot of wet dreams maybe he's just a recurring character who like throughout the the movie that we put out or like the the series we put out it's just like every episode you see a scene where he's just like ejaculating again and again and again <laughs> and he's like why is this happening to me okay. you know like that could work yeah he's like, like the that. little boy who just cried Come. nocturnal ejaculations <laughs> <laughs> and they're starting to be like all right michael like it can't have happened again you're just jerking off all the time this is the one thing i do feel bad for men about is the cleanup of masturbating don't feel bad for them i'm just saying that i know that we have it great where it's like i can you know do it before bed and just like fall right asleep but if it and and i do i find i find it to be the best sleep aid mm-hmm. but then it's like you gotta do it into a sock or a napkin or something and then you always have a mess like yeah. that is unfortunate haha suck it men sorry guys but that is the one area where we really are better Mm-hmm. we should raise awareness about that yeah i don't think that's leveraged enough i agree we should patent something get like a tool for men so it's just like a no mess a towel but it's like a cute towel but yeah like <laughs> but like a masculine towel you know it's black man wipes man wipes for post orgasm cleanup you know, shouldn't it be white because i need like for purity no, 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 because then the cum will, like, stay in the, the black towel. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just wanted something manlier. But, or, yeah, I guess white might make more in. sense. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really I know don't know. We'll works. do a bunch of studies. If you're a man and you want to partake in a study for a new product we're going to develop, send us an email at oralhistorypod at gmail.com, and we'll just put your name in a list and probably never do anything with it. This is the third installment in our oral history spooktacular. The fourth? The third. The third. I mean, there's four weeks in October. Yeah, but I, I kicked it off, and then you did one, and then I did one, and then you did one. Oh, so this shit. Is the fourth. There How are do five, we have five weeks in October. Because October was just one of those weird things where we had a lot going okay, on. Okay, so there's not actually five weeks in October. There just happens to it's be It's just the way that it Thursdays. worked out in this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, You're anyway, welcome. you can show us that you love us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please do. You can also follow us on Instagram at Oral History Pod. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
that is all we have Ariel. thank you so much for sharing this episode with us i really loved it thank you for listening yeah i feel like you killed it i love the continuation of our spooky season episodes with more demons ghosts witches and stay et cetera, tuned for et next week next week we have another one coming at you so hit that subscribe button so you can get it right away directly in your apps and you don't even have to go looking for it it'll just come to you yeah like a demon like a demon in the night we're gonna come to you okay bye guys bye we love you so much